Hello. Hello. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Say It With Grace podcast. This is episode 13 of the Influential Women series. And today we are joined by a, by a very special guest that I'd like to personally take the time to introduce. So today, today I have the incredible Chanjit joining us. She's not just an Asian women's online fitness coach and nutritionist, but also a true inspiration. Former lawyer turned wellness advocate, Chanjit, is here to share her journey today with us of embracing authenticity and overcoming challenges, including navigating life with a left underdeveloped arm. And she is here today to really just share her her story of authenticity and being real uh, in a world where, you know, we are taught that we should remain silent and not use that that voice and also not embrace our, you know, authentic self. And I think today is a really special episode and I'd just like to welcome you, Challenge It. Hello. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. How are you today? Are you okay? I'm good, thank you. I was looking forward to um, catching up with you. Yes, I think, you know, it's really, really lovely, actually, that you've come on the podcast, because whilst we, we are following each other's journey and cheerleading in the background, it's always so nice to sort of collaborate and learn a, a bit more about each other's story as well, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I do these podcasts, I never know what version of me is going to come out, because I'm like an open book, right? And yeah. every person you speak to is different. Every conversation you have is different. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. Excited to have a chat with you today. Absolutely. And I think that is so important as well. And I think I've told the listeners before that I don't edit, I don't cut things out, because I think it's so important for us to come on here and like just embrace how we're feeling on the day and the vibe that we're feeling from each other and I think that always really shines in the episode as well yeah yeah absolutely yeah so I suppose you you know that th there's a lot there that I've sort of filled in that that little intro and you know you should start and tell us a little bit about you that would be really nice oh okay yep so I'm now an online women's fitness coach and nutritionist um, which is a massive contrast to what I was previously doing. So I used to be a lawyer um, for about over 10 years. So then I suddenly, you know, made this transition. I just took a risk. You know, I wanted to do something that was fulfilling. Let's just say that. And yes, yeah, so now I'm doing that. I'm coaching, you know, I've coached so many women um, and it's not just about fitness for me. It's about mm -hmm. creating their new identities. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's similar to sort of the journey that I went on. And I fell in love with, let's just say, this new identity that I've now got. That I just yes. I feel so passionate about sharing that with, you know, on a wider level, wider reach of women. I just want them to become the best version of themselves. That's really mm -hmm. what it's about for me. Wow. Yeah, that, that is so empowering to listen yeah. to as well. And I think, you know, it's such a unique opportunity and, you know, circumstances in life um, throw some things at us. But I think also for me personally, I always just think that like positives have to come from it. There has to be something amazing that comes from this and what makes us us as well. And if we can help other people along the way, it's just it's just so empowering. Yeah, that's absolutely it. It's it makes it fulfilling. You know, I think I spent so many years just almost not having a purpose. I let I sort of felt like I lost, you know, 
purpose uh-huh. in my life. Obviously, everything else was going well, you know, you know, the standard things, got married, having children. Yeah. But, you know, in terms of what am I doing for myself, I yeah. think that's just such an important thing. Like, it's easy to lose your identity when you become a wife, a mum, yeah. you know, I'm a daughter, daughter-in-law, all these other roles that I fulfil. Mm-hmm. I thought, what am I doing for myself, <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think well done you as well, because like from my experience, like I speak to a lot of different women and, you know, I, even my friends are different ages and different times of life. And there's some women that, that they hit the sixties or, you know, the fifties. And, and that's when they realize actually, oh, the, the children have gone on to like go to university or married or, or got their own life. And now it's time to live for me. And it's kind of like, there's a big window that was missed there. So yeah. you, you cracked onto something quite yeah. early on compared to some other people. So you know what? Give yourself some credit there. Yeah. No, you, you're right. Because I was I actually just spoke to my uncle um, two days ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm being family members that I haven't seen for ages. And that, you know, initially I was a little bit reluctant. You, you know what it's mm-hmm. like in Asian culture going from lawyer to, <laughs> what, you know, what what is it that yeah. you do now? And I'm trying to explain. And actually mm-hmm. it was so nice because it's been really well received and my uncle actually said to us and my dad's brother said hats off to you he said you know I'm doing something that I don't really enjoy um mm-hmm. and there's so many people I speak to right even yeah. they feel so unfulfilled in what they're doing but they're just too scared to take that yeah. risk yeah there's so many people out there and I think you know what again like I, I know I'll probably keep cheerleading you along the way but I just think in um it's hard to make a change anyway and go for what you feel you really want to do and there's a whole fear of the unknown but being part of an Asian culture there's more pressure and what do you even do and what even is that and you know a lot of people are sort of committed to not not vouching for you and having your back in situations and we do get stuck in what we should be doing rather than what we want to do so to just go for it and think you know what I don't care what people think I'm gonna pursue what I want to do it's a big thing yeah it is absolutely because I remember, you know, when I made that decision to, you know, to do this full time, mm-hmm. I was nervous to tell yeah. my dad. I thought, well, you know, what's he going to say? But I'm just at that point in my life now where I'm an adult, right? I think, yeah. you know, we've got two choices in life. I don't know how long I'm going to be around for. And that's not me saying that in a morbid way. It's just because no. my mum passed away quite unexpectedly, right? And I think that mm-hmm. really pushed me towards what I did I really do believe that because I always say to myself like before my mum passed away like the last thing uh one of the last things I was able to ask her was like you know did you have a good life because that is yeah. such an important thing right yeah um, it is I got I received so much joy from her saying that she had an amazing life and to me that just made me feel so content like okay mm-hmm. yes she passed away you know she was quite young but the life she lived you know it was her best life and I think that really was one of the driving forces behind me because I thought no one knows you know tomorrow's not promised to us but I need to make sure that the time I do have here um you know I'm going to make sure it's it's fulfilling it's doing something I live with no regrets basically that's really how I live now absolutely I think it's such an amazing way to see it and and not a lot of people do and sadly it does take for life to humble us for us to sort of wake up and realize what's yeah. important and what isn't and the fact that you know that experience and wow you know for your mum to be of that older generation and be able to say that is quite yeah. something as well so yeah. I can can hear that you um 
obviously there's a lot of inspiration from your mum and she's obviously given you a lot of fire in your belly which is so special but also to have those conversations with her you know to say that she sadly bless her like passed away very young and 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 things like that and often people feel opportunities are taken away but that's really special in itself actually because I I sometimes feel with like myself oh I want to do things that my grandma didn't get a chance to do my mum didn't or was taken away from them but it sounds quite different in in your case which is quite unique actually as well um but I, I think it's really special that you said um that, that she felt that she lived the best of her life because it's it's interesting that you say that because I had an experience with um there's a family friend she's in her 90s now bless her she's still alive and very special part of our life she's actually my grandparents neighbor when we were growing up yeah. and um I went to see her like a couple of years ago and she told me some interesting stories from her time and you know her husband was a soulmate and things like that and she said if I died tomorrow she said I can honestly say that I lived my best life and she said in that I'm not saying like oh I went around the world and, and did all these crazy bucket list things but yeah. she said I lived the best of the life that I had and that's really key isn't it yeah, that is that's just yeah. exactly it because when I look at my mum's life you're right it wasn't that she was you know doing these you know traveling or she had mm-hmm. such a simple life it honestly mm-hmm. was so simple I think that's what I just loved about my mum like very simple woman that just found so much joy in the smallest things you know and that's what it's all about isn't it really it is yeah that's so beautiful though because I you know unfortunately the side we live in people do always look at what they haven't got and the, the material things that people appear to show that they have and whatnot and you know all of us have an element of that in us yeah. but I really I've really had this new appreciation for like the most simple things and mm-hmm. I, I feel that through being able to absorb them and really take them in and appreciate them mm-hmm. my mindset is so different now and I you know just things like t- once upon a time ago I'd feel every weekend I've got to be doing something I've got to be seen to be doing something people have got to see that I'm living that life and and now I'm quite content with just being me and going for some walks and just having a wholesome simple you know weekend and I just think if you can't appreciate those small simple things and what makes you think you'll be happy with more yeah that's incredible because Mm. I'm at that point where obviously because I've been on this journey now for the last year and I'm still finding out a lot about myself right and yeah and it's about being comfortable and confident with who you are and there's certain things that I just don't want to do anymore like drinking I've cut down and I speak about that um on on my Instagram a lot and 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 it was interesting because it sparked so many fascinating conversations where a lot of women could resonate with what I'm saying that you know there is that pressure okay of when you go out an expectation of you know why you're not drinking but I've just learned in the last year to just be at one with who I am now. And if that's, yeah. if I don't want to drink because it just doesn't align with, you know, the person I am now, um, then I won't. And it, and it's just about knowing who you are, you know, as the person you want to be and just mm-hmm. being very confident in that approach, which I think women, some women, and, and as I used to struggle with, is that peer pressure and trying to live yeah. up to a life you think you should do for other people, right? 100%, yeah, absolutely. And I feel culturally there's a whole other pressure there as well and a lot of um a lot of like the hang-ups I had and the insecurities growing up were based on comments that were made about my weight and things like that growing up by family 
actually. Oh, did you? And even that? now in my thir- yeah, in my thirties, like even now, I'm still like unlearning the, the you know that voice that's in my head and talking bad about myself and things like that because it's all that I was taught, you know. Yeah. That's that's really interesting you say because a lot of the women I work with, so yes, it's a fitness journey. But to me, I've always say that it's more than just fitness because I'll often find a lot of women, um, so I work with a lot of Asian women, they'll be they'll beat themselves up about, say they've had a few days where things didn't go quite to plan. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that of a lot of them, and they'll be really hard on themselves. And yeah. and then I d- dig deeper with that, right? Because that's that's my job like with coaching is to find out where does this stem from this pressure that you put yourself on and it can affect like negatively impact so many aspects of your life because they're so used to being so hard on themselves that when they do something that's you know didn't go quite quite to plan then it's like that almost that all or nothing mindset kicks in with them um it's like me trying to help them to be kinder give yourself a bit more compassion but it's interesting, like you said, you said that it stems from your childhood that, you know, yeah. you, you experienced um, these comments. So I'm quite interested to know what, what, like, if you want to touch upon, what was it? Was it to do with your weight or? Yeah, it was actually. It was to do with weight. So it was always comments about weight. And, like, I had a younger sister that, like, naturally was, like, slimmer and you know well you shouldn't wear that it doesn't suit you but, you know, it suits your sister but you should, really shouldn't be wearing that. And, you know, even, like, just, like, when we had events and things and you'd have like suits and outfits made and it'd be like oh it's a bit tight and you, you should lose a bit of weight and oh you shouldn't be eating that and you know very negative comments to like make me feel bad about myself and when I look back at like pictures and things like that there was nothing wrong with me yeah. there was nothing wrong with me and I even went to like family weddings and things in my teens and people that weren't even close family not that it be, it's okay even if it is like outsiders would make comments as well about my weight and you know because that's the most interesting thing about me and um yeah and it got to a point even up until a couple of years ago I I just stopped going to like parties and weddings and things like that because just couldn't be doing with the comments and the judgment and you know it doesn't end it goes from your weight to like oh you're still single oh have you not yeah. met anybody uh what are you doing with your life and all oh, right okay you know they don't see all the achievements that you have yeah. um, ha- have mm. sort of uh, achieved in your life it's all it's always what you haven't got because yeah. you've not done the tick box exercises you yeah. know that's re- really really sad to hear it actually mm-hmm. resonates with some of what I've um experienced because I just think there is just a lot of society there's a lot of societal beauty standards I feel in our culture which do place a lot of emphasis on you know specific body types like you said and that creates the pressure for us women to actually conform you know to these ideals um which is unrealistic so did did you ever have an eating disorder or anything like that I'm just quite curious because that's the path that I ended up going down Oh, really? Yeah. Um, no, no, I didn't. No. But I think I, I I hated myself for a long time. And even up until like when I was at university and I was in my first relationship, I'd constantly think like, why are you with me? And, he, and he's obviously felt yeah. sorry for me or something. I didn't like standing in front of the mirror, stood next to him or having pictures. And I'd think, oh, people think, why is he with her? And, and you know, because he was quite slim and tall and I was like short and I think I'd say a bit bigger, but when I look back, I wasn't really. I was a normal size girl, you know. And I think for me, rather than it being like eating disorders and okay. things, I think it sort of 
manifested itself in like just self-hate and like I, w- I wouldn't look in the mirror I hated photos yeah. I'd always sit on the sofa with a with a pillow in front of my belly and and even like up until about four or five years ago I went to I think this was the the change point for me actually the yeah. point where the where something just switched yeah. I went to Thailand and it was like a trip of a lifetime and um, you know I'd never really been away on my own or anything like that and I went with a friend and I remember looking back and I've got like a handful of photos and it's because when I was on the trip all I could think was I should have tried harder I didn't do enough to lose weight and look good before I came and you know really getting angry at myself and even the couple of pictures that I have got when I look back at them there was absolutely nothing wrong with me it was actually in my mind and and and, you know what I was thinking about myself but when I look back and sort of reflected I think it must have been like after lockdown and and you think a lot about life during that time don't you we reflected a lot and I just look back and I thought I'm sick of feeling like that because one it's exhausted and exhausting and it's draining but two like there's some special times in my life that might come yet like having a baby like having children am I just going to spend like one of the most special times of my life being at war with myself because of how I look like I thought I'm not doing this anymore and I think that's where the real journey with like learning to love myself and and my confidence and being comfortable in my skin started really I love that honestly I do because like I said it resonates (laughs) a lot a lot with my story and and I can guarantee there's so many women will be listening to this um, that can relate to, to a lot yeah. of what we said because it does stem from, doesn't it? Having that low self-esteem, that low, just yeah. having an unhealthy relationship with yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And, Honestly, it is awful. And like I said, it's exhausting, isn't it? Yeah. It's tiring. It's it's yeah. just not nice. And it's we don't deserve it. We deserve no. better than that. I think that's what happened to me. It just got to that point where I was tired of yeah. pretending, of carrying this like, heavy weight on my shoulders you know because I knew that I just didn't want to be that you know the person that I was it just wasn't the identity that I wanted and um, Mm -hmm. I had therapy and that really helped me actually because I oh really yeah it's weird because even now right so it's only been about a year since I've started slowly showing my arm right so I've got a underdeveloped mm-hmm. left arm so my left arm half okay. the elbow because obviously no one can see it it's like a baby's hand right with baby fingers and yeah. I I really just hated everything about it if I'm being honest because yeah. I remember just the way it looks because it's got like little fingers just you mm-hmm. know there, there was actually my lowest it's weird because it was only up until just over a year ago that I remember saying to my colleague actually I really hate the little fingers on it because Mm -hmm. now I've got children I've been around children a lot more a lot of children used to get quite scared you know just by by the way yeah yeah children honestly like now I look back and think like oh but I don't know. It's so innocent with children isn't it 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 really is but like that I can't imagine how that must have felt though and for you personally, um, I, I, I can't like just for context for the listeners. Yes. Like, how old are you now? I'm 38. 38. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And is this something that like it's been from birth? Oh yeah. You're, oh, sorry, because I've not given any any background. Oh no, it's fine. Yeah. Just for clarity, people listening, yeah. that's absolutely fine. Yeah. So yeah. So I I was born with um, my disability. My my parents were not aware of it. So back in those yeah. days, they didn't have scans. Mm-hmm. So when I was born, it was absolute shock to their world right um yeah. they didn't know and there wasn't much out there on you know now disability awareness is it's starting to become much bigger than it was yeah. back then 
and it, it was a it was a big shock to the system um and i know my mum just really struggled with it really did because i i can't even imagine the kind of pressure that she or comments that she mm -hmm. would have faced at that time if if that makes sense um and from a very young age and this is what i spoke about my therapist was my mum i knew felt a bit depressed after i was born right and yeah. when you're a child or as a, as a you know as grew up i for some reason i put that blame on myself i just well, made that association right yeah she got depressed because of my disability and when we spoke about in therapy my therapist raised some really raised some really good points she's like what if she had postnatal depression you know yeah and yeah I was like, oh my goodness I didn't even, I never had those conversations with my mom and I can't obviously have those now. And I was like, wow, automatically, I just put that blame on myself, isn't it? I just, you're young, you, you sense things, isn't it? And I just probably thought from a young age, oh my God, I'm a bit of a burden here. And I need to make sure that I don't want to trouble my mom and dad. I need this to, you know, I need to convince them that I'm just like everyone else, right? Wow, that's such a big, like, sort of, mm. <laughs> sort of role to fill, isn't it? And I think mm. that as well, it's so interesting that you've just said that. That like there could have been so many reasons as to, because like I, I know that knowing what I know now in life and things that have happened in my life experience, I almost sometimes go back and re-reflect on things, and I'm like, yeah. oh my god, how did I not see at the time that <laughs> that person might have been like yeah. actually struggling with something else and yeah. and things like that but you know to carry that um that sort of blame and and, yeah. and that on yourself for so long as well that's that's really heavy isn't it and mm. I guess like you know from your mum's point of view there might have been many reasons like you've just mm. said but for you to carry that and feel it was you personally as well that is absolutely it it was heavy you know yeah. but now when I compare how free I feel because that's if you were to ask me like how how would you describe how you feel now I always mm -hmm. say the word free because, free wow yeah because that that must have been a bit like that is just how heavy that kind of yeah. pressure must mm -hmm. have been on my shoulders like unknowingly you know um I probably didn't even realize at the time because the, the interesting thing is that a lot of my traits that I love about myself have come about that because you, you can imagine right if when you're young and putting that kind of pressure on yourself but equally it made me so positive because, yeah yeah you know because it was always like it you know right no 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 there's going to be a solution or nope I, I'm always quite positive so it's like a, it's a blessing as well because you know I've got a lot of my positive traits my determination my motivation all of that stuff come from you know probably having that kind of pressure that I put on myself from a young age right yeah 100% I think like I said earlier like there has to be so many positives that come from it otherwise what is the point in it all and I think as well like it's incredible like when I like I didn't realize till very recently actually because like I really don't I just take people for what they are and whatnot and I'm I'm looking at your fitness and what you're doing and things like that and you know I really have learned that like actually how we look is the least interesting thing about us it really is there's so much more to us but what I will say is it's incredible to see like just a snippet of your journey and how much you've achieved and done which is probably way more than people that haven't grown up with a disability and you should be super proud of yourself yeah. honestly oh I appreciate that when, when people used to say that to me before right that's probably because i didn't ever associate myself as someone with a disability i yeah. just used to just brush it off i used yeah. to say, oh i couldn't relate to what they're saying i was just like no, no no because in my head 
I honestly just thought I'm, I convinced myself I'm like everyone else, you know, which yeah. I say, which I am. But yeah. I would just sort of almost ignore that fact mm-hmm. that I've got that disability. Like, you know, when I would go shopping or mm-hmm. I remember, right, my first job was um, I actually was really fortunate to work in, in a shop and I was um, packing. This is actually one of one of the memories that I'll probably never forget because I they put me behind the till. And I couldn't really fold clothes or take them off the hangers. It's a lot of pressure. Like even yeah. now when I think about it, all that, that one day, I remember it so clearly. I just feel the pressure comes flooding back because the lady, the customer, she was getting agitated with me. And I just felt sick to my core because I could not fold and pack those clothes. And then she hated the way I folded the clothes, right? And I think yeah. someone else had to come over. But it's stuff like that. Look, now I'm just, that's just a memory that's just come out of nowhere right but nah. when I dig, dig deep and I rem- like things that I try to forget about I know when I was younger I wasn't like everyone else I did struggle I did I really did like things used to take me longer and but I, like I said I'll probably never tell anyone that oh my god I had such a horrific day that day at work because like it, it makes me teary right because yeah I put, yeah, myself, cool. I put myself in these jobs and situations and I want to carry on and, and I never want anyone to like make any special um allowances for me but then the reality of it is when i was acting you know like that there was that pressure and it's like oh god you feel inadequate you really do like if i take myself back today right now i remember just feeling so inadequate yeah Mm. yeah i think as well like um the the fact that like it if you think about it like this the fact you want to just be just like everybody else mm. and no different there's nothing wrong with that and I think a lot of people that if they were experienced that would feel the same but mm. I think as well you were equally putting so much pressure on yourself that nobody else probably was mm. but I do wonder if you stem back to like that feeling of when you were younger that you thought that you know your mum felt like a form of grief and like you know you mm. felt responsible and that's probably where it stemmed from in, in the sense of like trying to like be as you said like as as normal as possible whereas Mm. you had something that you needed to navigate around and Mm. there probably was like ways that you could have been supported and and did things differently but Mm. how do you know like you you weren't born with like a book or something that told you the right or the wrong you were also like learning how to how to like you know get through life and there's no right or wrong is there really no you're absolutely right like I'm a parent now and always think yeah how would I have done things differently Mm. how would I never stop to think what was my mum going through, you know, like when problems, sure people would stop all the time, ask questions. Mm-hmm. I know when I used to go to the temple, because we're a very religious family, I spent all my childhood at the temple and a lot around a lot of older women. <laughs> and you know what they're like, like you said, they're just quite Gosh, yeah. blunt, aren't they? They would just say oh. how it is in front of you. Like there's no, there's no, there's no like filter. It's just filter at yeah. all. No. Isn't it? So. No. There was a lot of that, and then as I grew older, then there was the pressure of, you know, getting married started creeping up upon me because I know in that kind of generation, like my um, my sister was older, my cousins, they were having arranged marriages, and wow. we know that that again, like I said, that it is all based on how uh, educated you are and what you look like, isn't it? Yeah, because that's the most important thing about you again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. like there's like they had that criteria, it would be like a yeah. shopping list, like do you yeah. take all the boxes? Yeah. But then to have that pressure as well, like yeah. that you've been putting on yourself most of your life yeah. and then being in an Indian family is so, so difficult, isn't it? Yeah, because I think the key point for me was 
so obviously I wasn't getting any um we we call them rish there so I wasn't getting any proposals yeah. from anyone yeah and and then you just start feeling like that you feel like the damaged goods don't you You feel like oh my goodness and then my mum bless her because she just wanted me to get married quite quick she did I remember going to his wedding and um she had arranged for someone from India he's from India the guy for me to have a quick meeting with him and I remember speaking to him I felt so upset I told my sister I felt distraught I thought I can't do this like I know my self-worth I cannot put myself through this and that's no disrespect and honestly there's no disrespect to someone from you know India I mm-hmm. just did not have that connection with that person like I don't even think mm-hmm. he could speak English oh, and, gosh. yeah but I stood up for myself I just said to my mum I was like no but I knew equally there was there was a sense of pressure that if I don't now, again, like you say, it's always me putting that pressure on myself. What happens if I don't then find someone myself? Like that, that's going to be the, the last resort option, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And the biggest thing is what if, what if, what yeah. if all the time. That's the biggest one that gets mm. us, isn't it? Mm. And I think, I think it's things like that. Like you said, there is no rule book out. Like I'm probably making so many mistakes as a parent myself, but my mom was from a different generation. But yeah. when your parents do then try to set you up with someone like that, it makes you question your self-worth, doesn't it? Yes, twenty percent. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Indian people are quick to judge. They yeah. are quick to make comments, and yeah. you know, it, your sense of worth growing up was already knocked anyway. Yeah. And you really, I suppose, you we we all question who we are, and we're trying to learn who we are and identity, and you know. And I think for you, you probably had that extra pressure, but again, that you're putting on yourself. But then the added pressure of society and doing the right thing by your family, like I, I, I can't imagine it and how you navigated around it. So for you to kind of say to your mum and your family, absolutely not, like actually, no, this is not for me. Like that's massive in itself, especially from our generation as well, because there is so much pressure to do the right thing. I think I've always deep down been quite strong-minded. Like I always seem to know what I want in life. And yeah. that's, I don't know, I, that I do believe, like, even, like I said, taking this risk and doing this, and it's always paid off. Like, I trust my mind. Like, mm-hmm. any decisions I've made, um, I trust my gut, because I know it always works out in the end. Um, but I think how I got through it is the wrong way. And now I'm doing the right. The wrong way is, I, like I said, I had the eating disorder, right? Mm-hmm. There was always this false sense of security. So if I had mm-hmm. an eating disorder, meant I was really, really slim. Yeah. And then I was getting a lot of comments and praises about my weight, you know? And it kind of deflected things, didn't it, from being about my arm to my yeah. weight, which I was quite enjoying. It, it sounds horrible now, right? But I'm yeah. secretly loving it. I was like, yeah. I'm getting all this attention for once. And it's about mm-hmm. something that I felt I could control. But with an eating disorder, this this is, you know, what I've realized is you're never in control. You think you're in control, right? You think I can control my portion size. I can control. But when you get deep rooted into an eating disorder, it takes over you. You, you're no longer in control. Yeah, you know, it's, you're no longer in control. By the end of it, I was not in control. I thought oh, I was in man. control, but I couldn't physically eat food because that fear of getting. And I hate using it. Yeah. Mm. God. And again, uh, um, it becomes obsessive. It's yeah. draining. It's physically yeah. exhausting. Yeah. I imagine you weren't happy in yourself as a person. Yeah. But, you know, going back to when you said that you tried to do as much as you can to 
make people feel like you were normal and there was nothing different yeah. about you this probably you know being slim and being that ideal like figure for how you should be as a woman that probably made you feel accepted where you know to sort of make up for where you felt you weren't which is really really you know difficult and I, I can't imagine it yeah I think in my family especially um definitely say my dad he's quite vocal about appearance right yeah, yeah. so there was always, the dad. yeah I don't know why I love my dad he's absolutely he's like the most nicest man and it was just odd that he's quite opinionated about appearances or just like I said it's that no filter right so growing yeah. up in that kind of environment I became quite invested in image at a young age mm -hmm. and probably again like you said making up for areas that you know I felt like I could so I started becoming quite into the way I look and image mm -hmm. and makeup and this went on and on and I've made some really horrific mistakes over years even after I got married right yeah me and my husband argued about this a lot because he couldn't understand he couldn't understand why if people coming around and he's like so, so some of his friends would just pop over I'm like no I got I can't come downstairs like I would not be seen like that you know I had to have I'm not yeah. saying a full face of makeup but mm -hmm. I was definitely very 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 conscious about the way I looked and yeah. that and that caused problems because I am really bad with being on time for functions and any any events right and <laughs> I used to not think it was that serious right I just thought may, maybe I've got time management issues and it was only like I think this year or last the end of last year where I started realizing that this is not about me being selfish, lazy. Mm -hmm. This is something else, right? Yeah. yeah. And then I started actually thinking, how do I feel when I've got to go to functions and get ready? Why, mm -hmm. why do I start doing the housework? Why do I start putting it off? Why do I hate oh, okay. it? Then I recognize I've actually got anxiety. Yeah, this is something mm -hmm. I've only recently realized and started talking about on my platform because I was like, all wow. my life, like, yeah, all my life, my husband used to think, he used to just, and my sister was like, you know, you're selfish. Like, why is your time more precious and valuable than ours? Why do you get to places late? There was mm -hmm. anxiety about outfits to pick, right? Because you've you got to think, I always used to try and find outfits that cover my arm, um, quite limited in the, the clothes I wore. And then I think I associate getting ready with, I had to look perfect. I had to look perfect. And then before I start getting ready, I'm building that pressure up, right? The anxiety is mm -hmm. kicking in, like, what if at the end of it, I don't look a certain way to the point where I was, I was resenting getting ready, but I didn't know that. <laughs> it's odd, wow. isn't it? It's really odd. And like, um, I think, you know, it's a, a real beautiful realization as well, actually. And I think that, um, the self-awareness that you've got that you've obviously built along the way uh to get to this moment and have such realizations is amazing and i i feel i have a really good um, uh, um sense of self-awareness and it it really does go a long way it does mm -hmm. and um, not everyone has that so you know what that is down to your journey and what you've been through and I, I always say like as humans, I always describe us as onions and you're like unpeeling those layers and figuring out what's happening underneath and that's exactly what you're doing. Yeah. And wow. I never would have thought I'd be able to talk about all this stuff because you're making yeah. yourself vulnerable, right? Like You are. You, you know, I'm going on social media and I talk about it quite openly, but I think yeah. I don't really care because A, I'm not that person. I'm trying to become yeah. the best version. I'm not, I'm not there yeah. yet, you know, like I'd lie if I say, you know, like in terms of image and things like that still certain things that I'm working on but 
at least yes. I'm understanding like where where this is all coming from, you know? Yeah, definitely. And it's like recognizing mm. the cycle and the patterns, mm. what's behind them, what's the deeper rooted yeah. issue here, and you know, what you can do to set yourself free. Cause you use yeah. that word quite a lot, don't you? Yeah. Like that feeling of being free. Yeah. So there are little things that are still, you know, you're tweaking along the way. And I think the journey never ends and, yeah. and, and we're always going to be on a journey. But I think for you to be able to navigate along the way, but it sounds to me like there's been a lot of coping mechanisms along the way yeah um, so I, yeah so I well fitness it was fitness that changed my life really um yes. because like, going from a person who's very obsessed with being skinny poor relationship with herself poor relationship mm -hmm. with food yeah and after my mum passed away like I was in a really but I was in a bad way, right? I was, and that's when my relationship with alcohol changed. I started drinking a little bit more than I should. Or, you know, if you don't really drink and then you start having like straight shots without any mixers, it was really damaging. And mm -hmm. I remember one year, literally, it was just one January, I just thought, I need to take action. I'm going to do something. And I actually got myself a personal trainer. Um, initially, the reason was to try and ironically lose more weight because, like I said, that obsession mm -hmm. was still there. I'd had the children. And I was like, right, I need to lose more weight. But what actually started was, 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 the start, was the start of something incredible because I'd never really used weights before. I'd only used to do cardio. Never been in that environment because it's so out yeah. of my comfort zone because, again, my own mm -hmm. limitations, um, you know, prevented me from doing a lot of stuff. And I, that that journey, um, after I finished my first personal trainer, actually, because that was in a studio, one in a gym, it's still quite private. I was like, right, I'm going to join the gym. And even though it was so uncomfortable for me, I used to initially run upstairs to the women's area, cover up, look down. But the key to what I did was I just kept showing up, kept making yeah. myself feel uncomfortable until it felt comfortable. And yeah, that that is really where everything just changed for me mentally as well as physically, because I've got to emphasize the mental benefits of working out. Yes. And, you know, you took such a chance as well. Uh, you made yourself very vulnerable, but you took such a huge chance because ultimately this is a world that got quite toxic for you and very negative, wasn't it, in terms of appearance and, yeah. and, and just always look, you know, perfectionism yeah. and didn't want to be seen without that mask on and, yeah. you know, got very obsessed with the whole weight loss and being yeah. slim and, you know, perceiving yourself as like, you know, the perfect figure and things yeah. like that. And, and the, you know, the, the, the wife, the image that you wanted to yeah. perceive to other people, but you took a chance on this world and you've actually turned it into a huge positive. I think, you know what it is? I started realizing that, you know, actually at the gym, when I go every, the common feeling I have is everyone is there to work on themselves yes so much comfort from that like mm -hmm. I know people get anxious when they go to the gym because they think yeah right you know it, it's it's your mind how you see it I now see it as actually this is my place these are my people we are all here for the same reason because we are here to grow and better ourselves and work on ourselves and actually that's where I feel the most at home now wow mm. that's amazing like you've been mm. able to turn it around completely mm -hmm. and not only you're tapping into that world but you're also supporting people and mm. empowering them and helping them on their journey mm. 
um because I know like for me personally people say like why do you do what you're doing and and you know inspiring other women and things like that and for me when I was a lot younger I wish I had someone like me now that was like you know what I've been through similar I've been there let me put my arm around you let me hold you up while you can't hold yourself up and that goes a long way and I really wish I had that so Mm -hmm. if I can do that for other people and I'm sure that probably resonates with you as well yeah absolutely like I received so many incredible messages and yeah. that really helps keeps me going because sometimes I'll just post something not really think too much about it because mm-hmm. I am just an open book and I was yeah. such an amazing message I had one even my own clients they inspire me I've got one client at the moment her daughter's got a disability mm-hmm. and I love working with her I've got another client who's going who's just recovered from cancer She's in yeah. remission. Like really strong, inspiring women. Wow. They actually inspire me. And yeah. some of the messages I had one the other day. Oh, this one was amazing. So I used to cover up and wear prosthetic arms. So it was only last year where I stopped covering Maybe. up, right? Yeah. And yeah. it was actually even more recently, I think two week a week ago it was my husband's 40th party. And I, I saw that. You looked incredible, by the way. Thank you. Absolutely stunning. Do you know what I what makes that day so special is I finally wore an outfit that I would only ever dream about wearing, you know, like all that yeah. resentment. I can't explain how happy I was like, even now when I talk about yeah. it. And I think you asked me, I think that one of you said, can you send me a picture where you feel the most yeah. happiest? I sent you that one because anyone else looking at it wouldn't understand. But for me, that symbolizes so much growth in that picture that I am now going to you know events like dancing without my I used to wear prosthetic arm dancing yeah. all these things I hated about myself that I look symmetrical I still sometimes it's like a pinch me moment like I, I now can watch my videos I can watch it and I feel so proud before That's amazing. I cringe it was before I cringe right I think yes oh, I hate that arm like oh what a liberating moment though and even when I looked at that picture I always look at way more than like how someone looks in the face and the figure and things like that I could see somebody that felt very light like a weight's been lifted in that photo I think that picture said so much without saying it and you are the girl you are the girl now that's broke free from the self-cover-ups like no more like that's amazing to be in that place after so long at being at war with yourself and putting so much pressure on yourself that was not yours to carry I mean, it is sad sometimes. Like, oh God, like, yeah. I, it's down to your mindset, isn't it? That, that's all it is. I've Absolutely. gone from having a limited mindset to now like a growth mindset that makes yeah. me feel like, oh, what else can I do? What? Because I believe in myself now, and I've broken mm-hmm. down all those barriers. And yeah, and, it, and it's about self acceptance, isn't it? It's like, yeah. you know, just starting to fully accept who I am and life just become a lot more fun. Like even three weeks ago, we went to an Asian wedding and that was the first time you've got to think that I'd been to an, uh, a wedding since, cause these are all my firsts now, right? Because like I said, it's yeah. only been a year. So, so this year it's like, Oh my God, this is my first wedding I've been to. Whereas normally I'd cover my arm with my, yeah. my journey. Right. And just, or I'd have my, like I said, my arm on and, yeah, so I had three events in the last month, and each event I got more and more confident. It was like, wow. I've done this one, right, the next. Um, still feeling a little bit nervous, a little bit initially. and But then, yeah, like I said, the icing on the cake was definitely last week, my husband's um, party, where I was just uh, – that that was for me, it's like such a pivotal, pivotal moment. And it's only literally as recent as last week that I'm still – 
you know, feeling like this. And I actually said that I don't want to lose this feeling. Like, no, you had to carry on. Yeah. I don't want to, I'm, I'm, I don't want to, you know, soon this feeling is probably going to be quite normal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And I don't want it to become normal because no. I just, <laughs> yeah. I think you're like, you seem like a really humble person. You're so down to earth as well. And I think you will always have that little pinch me moment. Mm. You always will have it and you'll always remember. And I think personally, the picture that you sent me, you should get a copy printed for yourself. Like that is such a, like you say, a pivotal moment where things change for you. And I think just to have it somewhere where you can see it is really, really special as well. And it's not for anybody else. It's not to prove to other people. And, you know, I've made it look at me. It's for you, isn't it? It's for you because this has been your unique journey. It's been you that's on it. You're the one that has felt the pressure along the way, the coping mechanisms, all of it. Nobody has lived your journey or your lived experience. And I think it is honestly so special. And what a place to be. Like this new chapter is at first is going to be so interesting, isn't it? And another thing that really made my day on the day of the party is my eldest son. So when we were about to take a photo and cut the cake, he grabbed my um, left, you know, my underdeveloped arm and held it. And that just meant so much to me because wow. I went to a party that wedding two weeks ago and I was dancing with some children. They wouldn't hold my hand. And wow. again, it triggers me a little bit, doesn't it? Because I think, oh, I just, you know, because I can see their faces. They don't want to go near yeah. it. They feel, and I know the children, but still mm-hmm. I felt. And then I just felt so happy that last week my son in front of everyone just grabbed my hand and he just treats it like, you know, I don't know, I can't explain it. It was just such, it made me so happy. Yeah, it really did. It's amazing as well because, like, to see your children, they're so proud of you in your journey. And for him to just be like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to grab my mum's arm and that's what I'm going to do. And, you know, in that moment, you just probably felt like, you know what, so at peace with yourself and yeah. your surroundings as well, which is yeah. so important and yeah. something that you've probably longed for for a very long yeah. time. It's like acceptance, isn't it? It's like, oh, well, my son accepts me. I mean, we've been on a difficult journey, me and my son, because I've only just started showing up to his school um, wearing short sleeve tops. And you've got to think that's a big, big change for him. Yeah. You know, we've had these discussions. He started indirectly telling me to come to school wearing cardigans. And then I had a really honest chat with him. I was like, you know, what's going on here? And he said, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like he's worried about you know what the other children were saying and then I really didn't know what to do and I I put this Mm -hmm. thing on my Instagram because I was so baffled I was like I don't know what to do and my all the women on my on my page they wrote some amazing things and I said I don't know what to do I'm on a journey if I start covering up now I feel like I'm cheating myself yeah does that make sense you know yeah you're going backwards you're going backwards aren't you whereas you're trying to move forward aren't you and navigate through this and you've got to a certain point um but I don't I don't also know if I don't know if I'm right or wrong when I'm thinking out loud I guess um a lot has probably changed because of the self-acceptance like you have started to accept yourself and around you the environment and the people and you know their approach is changing probably based on what they're seeing in you actually Yeah, you're 100% right. Cause I think it started a, with you. Yeah, it does. Because I, I, that was another reason why I knew I had to do this for my children. Because if they seen me always covering up, that, that shows to them I'm embarrassed and I'm not accepting myself. I would never want my children to no. ever feel that about themselves. That's awful, isn't it? Because yeah, then, then it's going to transfer and project onto them about, 
because he's quite my oldest is quite body conscious it worries me sometimes oh, yeah he does but i don't know i'm just something i'm monitoring at the moment and i always say to him like no you know you're beautiful just just the way you are and i try yeah. to encourage that because i think oh i don't i hope you know you worry you think oh god i hope any nothing of what i've done in the past has projected on him but mm -hmm. i think then now they see they you know they see me on social media and doing all this stuff and my son actually said because some of his his friends mums follow me and he knows he's like mum my friend said how strong you are which is is sweet but he's got to go on his journey with it he has to go on his journey yeah. you know and i have to let him be isn't it i, I have think to let him be you do but at the same time i think because of what we've grown up with and things we've experienced like one of my another one of my motivations is like i think we've got a very unique um set of circumstances and platform and we are the generation that can break the cycle and the patterns mm -hmm. and do as much as we can for that new generation and i think we do feel that sense of responsibility and especially as parents i can't imagine the pressure of worrying are they okay and and is it happening again are they experiencing some of the things that we did but also they are sponges are they absorbing what's happening around them and it is a whole lot of pressure uh, but at the same time like you said they're on their own journey and they do have to learn along the way but it's very hard especially when we've grown up with it and been surrounded by it yeah it's really difficult but yeah no, where's the line where is yeah. the middle line yeah i don't know but i'm ex i'm excited like i'm now going on this new chapter yeah and i think that it's an exciting part of my life now you know to, yeah. to see to see what else i'll go on to do because mm -hmm. i don't have many limitations like limitations no. that i place on myself and the ones that i do have um you know i'm working hard on myself to make sure that you know anything that's blocking me you know is going to come down because ultimately i know i know where i want to be you know and i've got yeah. so much more to give so yeah <laughs> And you just kind of think that like if you've achieved this much and you've you've done so much in your life even though you are navigating with such a big thing that not everybody else has had to deal with and this has been your experience and now that you feel a lot more free your self-esteem has improved your confidence you are quite happy to show up as your authentic self mm. imagine how much you can do now like can you imagine mm. this next chapter like what is mm. going to happen next no it's exciting honestly it is. I am... what a great place to be yeah it is it really is it really is and what do you see like in store for you next then? Oh, that's a, wow, that's a big question, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I know in terms of the disability side, I just mm -hmm. want to raise more awareness on it. Um, yeah. I feel there's so many gaps. Like, I'll be honest, like, you know, clothing and Asian clothing. Yeah. Um, there's no representation there. There's no representation there in terms yeah. of using models with you know like people with disabilities yeah. things like that. i'd love to do some of that maybe next year um with yeah, a reach out to i don't know certain designers and just say to them like you know would you consider this or you know yeah. that conversation because i didn't have that growing up um i think it's starting to now come up you know i'm seeing you know certain things on tv it's like oh this advert they have used someone with a disability but i think in our culture i don't really still mm -hmm. see it very much i'll be honest i still mm -hmm. think we're very behind i still think we're very behind in fitness I still think um you know asian mums women still prioritize everyone else but themselves and so in both those aspects fitness world i still want to make 
and it um, impacts so many more women, right? Mums to prioritise themselves. I still hear so many women say they're pouring out of an empty cup. Their husbands yeah. are going to the gym, but they can't, and it's not fair. Mm-hmm. That is the shift I want to see, definitely in society. Yeah, that more women are putting themselves first and yeah. you know, prioritising themselves on fitness. So that's probably where my fitness goals are. Like next year, just probably helping a bigger scale of women right yes and then yes. in terms of the disability side it's probably just trying to raise much more awareness wow. but i've spoken to a few people about doing various stuff so whether or not it'll come to you know fruition next year will be exciting you know but let's see they, they've I've, I've spoken to something people about mm-hmm. some different ideas is whether or not it'll materialize next year but I, yeah i just hope there'll be more opportunities like this so i can use this platform to 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 represent anyone like like myself you know yeah, absolutely. And I think if you're able to like break that barrier of like the understanding, you know, people don't just believe narratives that they want to and things like yeah. that. And people are stuck in their ways. If you can tap into that, that is incredible to yeah. really change the mindset and educate um, the Asian culture and society. Yeah. That is huge in itself. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of women that probably hide away and don't come out yeah. in society. They don't have any confidence and things like that. And if you can help them, you yeah. know, from your journey and what you've been yeah. through, that would be absolutely yeah. incredible. And yeah. I think you're right. There is a huge sort of um, area there that's not, that there's that's nothing in there. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Because yeah. I'm seeing like on catwalks and things yeah. now, you yeah. do see, you know, people with uh, disabilities yeah. or, you know, they've got things like um, vitiligo and whatnot. Yeah. And you even see it on ASOS and, you know, on, and, and whatnot. But in the Asian culture, there's nothing. No. There isn't. I You're very right. There's that one step behind. So I do think next year, if I can, you know, as, yeah, as my reach, you know, widens, hopefully, I'll, I hope there'll be those opportunities. Or with me, I'm not really scared. I'll just approach people. Yeah, <laughs> I literally absolutely. will. I, I feel like if there's a gap, I'll just, you know, say how it is. <laughs> yeah I'm like you I just go for it as well I just think what have you got to lose like this confidence that I've built and worked on and I am where I am what's it all for if I can't use it for opportunities like this and um I always I always want to get involved in everything and if I could I I would do absolutely everything and and even now I'm like light bulb moments in my head because um I work in my day job I work for West Midlands Ambulance Service um yeah and I'm um vice chair of the women's network and we do a lot of things and I'm like oh I could so support you with this if you want to raise more awareness and honestly we could definitely connect some more for sure yeah because sometimes I think that they might not even be aware that no you know and it's not because they're doing it on purpose like I just think sometimes it's just not on their radar right no no you know like certain fashion brands or Asian designers or whatever Mm -hmm. it is I just don't even think it's on their radar so it needs to come from someone like me to say to them that actually this is about now, you know, embracing, you know, all types of people. Um, and, yeah, I definitely think that's needed. So, yeah, I think that would be like alongside the fitness side I'm doing. I love doing all the podcasts and, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff because it's just really raising more and more awareness, which is, I guess, what I want to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, like, there is more to that as well. In sense. Hello?
Hi guys, I just wanted to let you know we have had a, a short um, adjournment due to a little technical glitch but we are back and we just wanted to take the opportunity to thank you all for listening today and taking the time to listen to Challenge It's inspirational and empowering story and Challenge It, I just want to say personally from the bottom of my heart it was honestly absolutely amazing to have you on board and such an honour to, to hear your story and to listen to you know this new chapter that you're embarking on and really like what you know all the inspiration and courage that you've had along the way and honestly if there's anything that you can is there a last little piece of advice oh. that you could give <laughs> the listeners maybe before you go um well firstly I just want to say thank you thank you for having me because honestly it was um as much as you know you enjoyed listening to me I loved hearing about you I didn't realize we had so much in common um so it was, it was amazing in terms of anything I want to say is probably if there is anyone listening to this that can resonate to my story you know they've had low self-esteem or whether it's you know they've spent some years covering up hiding away is you've got to take action you don't want to waste your life um being someone that doesn't align with who you really want to be yeah. visualize the person you want to be that identity and take steps no matter how small they are the small sustainable changes you'll make will stack up but you've just got to do it. You've just got to do it because honestly, me speaking from the other side, like I said, if you ask me to describe myself now, I feel free. And I want you all to feel the same as that. Absolutely. That's such a beautiful message and such an amazing piece of advice. I think it goes a long way. There's so many people with different walks of life, different experiences, you know, things that hold them back. And it's so important to see other people, you know, at that stage where you want to be and aspire to be, you know. Mm. And, you know, I just want to say as well to our listeners that my, my DMs are certainly open and I'm sure challenge it's are as well. And if you want to pop us a message or there's something that you just want to talk about based on what you've heard today, then please do pop us a message and challenge it if you can just give your details and I'll also share them after. Yeah, absolutely. Like like you said, you, my DMs are always open and you can find me on Challenge It Fitness on Instagram. That's my handle. Oh, and thank you so much. Thank you. And I'm sure we will collaborate again soon. Absolutely. Take care of yourself, Sonia. And you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.